Petersburg. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's James Flowers. Good morning. It is 8 a.m. It was officially announced yesterday that VCU will participate in the 10th annual Battle for Atlantis tournament in November later this year. This will be the third trip to Atlantis for the Rams, and they own a 3-3 record in the event. Six of the eight teams in the 21 field made the NCAA tournament. Along with VCU, the other attendees include Auburn, Loyola, Chicago, Arizona State, UConn, Baylor, Michigan State, and Syracuse. VMI head coach Scott Wachenheim confirmed yesterday that quarterback Reese Udinski will miss the remainder of the season after suffering a season-ending knee injury two Saturdays ago at Samford. Udinski, who is set to enroll at Maryland as a grad transfer after the spring football season, will leave Lexington as the SoCon sixth leading passer in conference history and holds the VMI record for completions, attempts, and touchdown passes. The 5-0 Kedets, who are ranked number 10 in the latest Stats FCS poll, hosts East Tennessee State in their final regular season game on Saturday. The first team that booked their ticket to the Final Four was the Houston Cougars, ending the dream run of the 12-seed Oregon State Beavers 67-61 last night. U of H held a 34-17 halftime lead, but Oregon State battled back to tie the game at 55 with just, just under four minutes to play. The Beavs stumbled down the stretch, however, outscoring or being outscored 12-6 in the final minutes. This marks the first Final Four for the Cougs since 1984. And the Baylor Bears are headed to the Final Four after their 81-72 Elite Eight win over Arkansas. Baylor jumped out to an 18-point lead early in the first half, but the Razorbacks crawled back into it, making it a four-point game late in the second. Davion Mitchell scored 10 of his 12 points in the second half, crucial to the Bears' victory. It's the first time since 1950 that the Bears are dancing in the Final Four. Rugnet Odor is no longer a Texas Ranger as he found himself designated for assignment yesterday afternoon. He entered spring training as the longest tenured player in the team since Texas traded Elvis Andrews to the AL West rival Oakland A's in the offseason. Odor is owed north of $27 million through next season. He suited up for 858 games in a Rangers uniform and batted 167 in 38 games of the shortened 2020 season. Joe Logano took the check flag in the inaugural Bristol Cup race yesterday afternoon. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. finished second, while Chesterfield's Denny Hamlin finished third, notching his sixth top ten in seven races this season. Ryan Newman rounded out the top five, scoring his first top five finish since October 2019. And the UConn's women's basketball team is headed to their 13th consecutive Final Four after defeating the Baylor Bears 69-67. Let's get a check for your East Bend Richmond weather forecast. Good morning. It'll be sunny and pleasant today with highs in the lower 70s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. This weather report brought to you by Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. For rebates or low payments on a new Linux Home Comforter system, call Herman Allen at 804-746-5853. You're up to date in Richmond Sports Center. I'm James Flowers on 995-1027 ESPN. This update is brought to you by Lux Chevrolet. Family owned and operated since 1916. If you're shopping for a car or truck, buy it from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland. Huddle up, sit up. All right, huddle up. Bring it in, guys. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Let's go, huddle up. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com. Come on, huddle up. Now, here's Bob Black. Butler trapped out front, get it to Vital, down in the left corner, picks up his dribble, whips it to Teague, right side, drives inside, little floater right of the lane, high up the glass, no, oh, it's followed in by Vital, coming hard down the right side of the lane, the right hand rip, and with 2.40 to go, Baylor leads 74-61, could that be the exclamation points? Well, it's the exclamation point, bold letters, capitalized, and in italics. We are doing the Texas two-step at March Madness at the Big Dance. Two teams from Texas punching their tickets to the Final Four as two of the four final games are played and in the books with Baylor and Houston both moving on to the Final Four. And we move on to the Tuesday Sports Huddle. Good morning, Bob Black with you here. James Flowers, the voice you just heard producing there. We thank you for joining us. We will dive into some more college basketball. The talk is we're coming down the home stretch for the 2021 NCAA tournament. Be a part of the program, 804-521-8501 to dial us up. Text us, 638-9508. Yeah, the Baylor Bears, you heard the call from Westwood One. We had the games exclusively last night, brought to you by our good friends at Lexus of Richmond. We'll do so again this evening with two more tickets to be punched to the Final Four. But it was Texas's night last night, and I don't mean the Texas Longhorns, of course. They got eliminated early by another Texas team, Abilene Christian. 
basically forcing Shaka Smart to move on from Texas to Marquette. But I digress. Back to the big dance. Yeah, the Texas teams dominating. They had seven going into the tournament. They'll get two to the Final Four. The play-by-play you called her there was from Baylor's victory last night. They led by as many as 18. Arkansas kept it close, kept it interesting into the second half, but then a couple of three-pointers by Macy Oteague uh, sealed the deal. And the Baylor Bears, for the first time, as James mentioned, 70 years are headed back to the big dance. And then the Houston Cougars in the first game of the night last night, uh, they also are moving on to the Final Four for the first time in quite a while. They haven't been since Phi Slamma Jamma back in 1984. So we have fresh blood rather than blue bloods in the Final Four of the NCAA tournament. And I think I could argue that blue bloods, at least in this NCAA tournament, is becoming one of the more overused phrases of college basketball. None of those so-called blue blood teams are around, haven't been around for quite some time in this tournament, and we do have programs that have been hugely successful, just haven't been on the center stage in quite some time. I mean, the rebuilding job that Scott Drew has done with Baylor and obviously with Kelvin Sampson has done at Houston to get both of those teams back into the Final Four, and they finished it off last night. So right now we've got a one and we've got a two if you want to continue on the music and dance theme, into the NCAA Final Four. And we got a shot at both number ones advancing tonight. Certainly Gonzaga, prohibitive favorite against USC. Although, who knows, the way the Pac-12 has played in this NCAA tournament, I'm not sure anything would surprise me. Well, I take that back. Gonzaga losing would certainly surprise me. In fact, Gonzaga winning by less than 10 points would surprise all of us, wouldn't it? The Zags have not lost a game by less, uh, not won a game by less than double figures so far this season. That's the early game tonight. Uh, these late start times are getting everybody. Even Scott Drew mentioned it last night after the game. Just hope I can stay awake long enough to celebrate this victory with my guys uh, because they did play the late game last night. So the seven fifteen game tonight is Gonzaga and USC. That'll get it started, and then the Michigan UCLA game is about the ten o'clock game. 9.57. And I know we talked with Matt Josephs yesterday. And there are others who were like, wonder why they didn't do it in the opposite order. Even though they're playing in Indianapolis, for the West Coast audience, it would be a lot better if the Gonzaga-USC game was the late game. Because if it started at 10 Eastern time, that would be a 7 o'clock start on the West Coast. And you would think more people would be able to enjoy it watching it on TBS or listening to it on Westwood One, as we will do here at ESPN Richmond. But that's not the case. Gonzaga-USC is the 7-15 game tonight, and then the Michigan-UCLA game is the, well, technically, 9-57 start time, and both of them on TBS this evening. And we'll see if we can get a couple of number ones also, which would give us three of the four number one seeds. Only Illinois getting upset. Loyola of Chicago taking care of the Illini earlier in the tournament. So you could have Michigan and Gonzaga to join Baylor and then Houston as a number two, and that would give you, you know, pretty powerful, pretty heavyweight Final Four. We all love the upsets in the first and second rounds, and we get them, and we got them a plenty this year, and we talked about all the double-digit seeds out there that were advancing in the tournament. But at the end of the day, what we likely could have is three number ones and a number two. And I know that's a cardinal sin, to be thinking along those lines in the NCAA tournament where upsets are so common, but the later you get in the tournament, the less the likely of the upsets. And let's remember, tonight it's number six, USC. We don't necessarily expect them to be there. So the only double-digit seed left in this thing is quite a story, obviously, in UCLA to go from first four to now a step away from Final Four, VCU, the only other team to do that in 2011 when the Rams made their um, – historic run to the final four as the number 11 seed and played in the first four and advanced through the tournament ucla trying to join them doing that tonight against michigan the wolverines uh, obviously have looked very good throughout the tournament and continue to do so and no one's been better than gonzaga prohibitive favorites tonight against usc 
All right, so that's the uh, that's the basketball, and uh, we'll we'll recap some more of the Houston win. Uh, that was a fairly entertaining game, actually. I thought uh, enjoy watching Houston play. What Kelvin Sampson does with them, and then as we said, Baylor just pretty much stayed at arm's length from Arkansas. Razorbacks got it to a four a couple of times, but were unable to get all the way back in that one, and uh, too much to come back from down eighteen in the first half. The other college basketball news uh, is in the transfer portal. Shocker there, of course. Uh, locally, Joe Bamisil has has landed. New home for the former Virginia Tech Hokie, and the Richmonder is headed to George Washington. Really an interesting pick there. The Colonials, a team that has had uh, been devastated by guys who have left that transfer portal, and now they pick up one, and a guy who I think is going to come right in there and play right away. Uh, they lost, uh, amongst other guys, Jamison Battle, who was an a- outstanding player for GW. He wound up at Minnesota, and that has opened a roster spot, several roster spots at GW. And Joe Pamisil will be heading just up the road to the nation's capital to play for Jamie and Christian and the George Washington Colonials. So that's one. And then the other one out of the Atlantic 10 isn't so much a local selection, but it is Atlantic 10-driven. And that's Kellen Grady from Davidson winding up at Kentucky, uh, which I do think raised some eyebrows. Of course, the Kentucky Wildcats are coming off uh, one of their worst seasons in decades, quite frankly, with all those highly touted freshmen. Just didn't work out for John Calipari. They never got going. They started the season so slowly. Richmond had that win over them, of course, at Kentucky at the start of the year as well. And and the Wildcats just never recovered. And then they've had a couple pro guys leave that program as well to both transfer and on to the NBA. And they had some roster spots as well. And Kellen Grady to use that extra year of eligibility. And here's where I take a deep breath and I say, okay, for the student athlete, this is a pretty good deal. Um, I know a lot of people are shaking their heads over it, wondering about that selection, both for Kellen Grady, uh, what will he do as far as fitting in at Kentucky, and then Kentucky taking a really, really good player in the Atlantic 10, no doubt about that, uh, but will he fit in with the Wildcats? But here's where I say the rule is okay. If you've got one year to go and you really have just graduated and you do want to try and get your master's degree and play as a grad transfer, and you want to take one shot at the highest level possible, uh, as much as I still don't like the rule, if you're using the rule in that regard, um, I, I and I don't want to speak out of both sides of my mouth because I obviously don't want it to happen uh, to our guys, to the guys at Richmond, for example, or when the, the VCU guys get to be seniors as well, the, the younger class of VCU players. I want them staying there. Uh, just as the rivals of Richmond wanted Jacob Gilliard staying at Richmond, I want the Bones Highlands and people like that at VCU to stay there also to make it more competitive and to make the Atlantic 10 as good a conference as it can be so that night in and night out we have highly entertaining and highly competitive games. But when you get a guy who wants to take one shot at that, I mean, from his perspective, I certainly understand where he's coming from. I wish the rule wasn't there at all, but with it being there in that type of scenario, he wants to take one shot at it. He's had a brilliant career at Davidson. I think he's a 2,000-point scorer. Um, I can I can see it going either way on that one. I love the kids like like Jacob Gilliard who are very loyal to the Richmond program and, and Coach Mooney, and they're going to stay in a spider uniform. Um, you know, that's my favorite answer to this transfer portal thing. But, uh, you know, Kellen Grady averaged like 17 points a game last year. As I said, 2,000-point scorer. Uh, Kentucky is in need of some reinforcements. Kind of hard to say that about one of those quote-unquote blue bloods, but here we are, and Grady winds up at Kentucky. Kind of hard to blame him to take one year and a shot there, um, you know, to play for a legendary program. And for Joe Bamisil, I think that sounds like a really smart decision and smart move, and he made the comment as soon as he announced he was leaving Virginia Tech that the whole thing was about playing time that he wanted to be able to play uh, day in and day out. Didn't really get that chance with the Hokies, and they have a pretty crowded roster. Uh, so George Washington uh, could be a pretty pretty good stop for him. That could be one of those sleeping giant kind of programs at some point. Well, sleeping giant's probably a little too much. Uh, but one of those programs that could make an uptick if they get the right people in there and they get some stability, and now they can keep them at GW. It's going to be a long haul for the Colonials, 
But I think that's a step in the right direction for them, a solid piece at GW, and probably a pretty good move by Bamasil, who will likely come in as part of their starting five beginning next year. All right, there's your uh, college basketball talk to get us started this morning. Uh, we're going to break this string at some point here before too long with opening day coming up and a lot of pro days going on, college and NFL, the draft coming up here before too long, and eventually we're going to break this string of our morning brew being exclusively college basketball. Certainly by the end of the week and beginning of next week, that will certainly be the case as we get to the Final Four on Monday night and wrap it up on Tuesday, and then we do indeed move on. And as I said, with opening day coming up on Thursday, uh, it's likely that we'll start a program or two in a different direction other than college basketball. But once again for this morning, our morning brew brought to you by Pig & Brew Barbecue is March Madness and what's happening in college hoops. Yeah, that's Pig & Brew Barbecue with North Carolina-style barbecue south of the James at 1313 Hull Street. Their hours Wednesday and Thursday from 1 to 8, Friday and Saturday from 1 to 10. This week's special, fried or smoked chicken wings with a side of hillbilly fries. Hillbilly fries are topped with bacon, cheese, and pork barbecue. That's all at Pig and Brew Barbecue. You can check out the full menu at pigandbrew.com. Let's check out what we've got coming up on the Tuesday morning edition of the Sports Huddle. These are today's top stories. Read the copy, please. The copy's good. Just read it. This is the opening drive. That looks like my new co-anchor may need a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) Opening drive is sponsored by the Lexus of Richmond. Invitation to Lexus sales event happening now, but not for much longer. Just for another couple of days through the end of March before we turn the calendar to April. Lexus of Richmond continues to be our proud sponsor of our March Madness coverage. Our Westwood One exclusive coverage, play-by-play play of the NCAA tournament brought to you by our folks at Lexus of Richmond. Stop by the Lexus dealership 9703 Midlothian Turnpike. Visit online anytime at LexusofRichmond.com. Guests coming up this morning on the Sports Huddle. It is Tuesday, so our regular contributors on a Tuesday morning will be with us. That means Norm Wood from the Newport News Daily Press at 8.30. Kind of get his opinion maybe on all the spinning on the transfer portal for Virginia and Virginia Tech. Maybe also talk a little college football as spring practices are underway. Today is the first one I know at Virginia. Virginia Tech in the same timetable as well. So both of the two ACC schools in the Commonwealth are going through their spring practices while the FCS teams are still playing spring games. And there is some news on that front that we'll report to you this morning as well. Nick Ashew from NBC Sports Washington joins us at 9.30. We'll get caught up on the D.C. sports scene with Nick and maybe talk a little NCAA tournament and opening day for the Washington Nationals, that sort of thing coming up with him at 9.30 this morning. Again, our invitation to you will be a part of the program. Call us up at 804-521-8501. Text line is 804-638-9501. Zero eight. Appreciate you tuning in uh, on a Tuesday morning, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM. If you're on your way to work or out to do some errands, here's the way traffic is looking in the capital city. Lessons of Richmond presents the NCAA Basketball Tournament. Heard exclusively on ESPN Richmond. This update is brought to you by Herman Allen. For big rebates and low payments on a new Lennox home comfort system, call Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at 804-746-5853 today. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. This check of traffic is brought to you by Delsum Call. Seeing some heavy delays because of a wreck on Chester Road near Centralia Road in Chesterfield this morning. And also stop and go traffic along the Shaco Valley Bridge, I-64, the eastbound because the westbound side coming in from the Mechanicsville Turnpike area back into the 95 interchange and a crash on Staples Mill Road north of Dumbart. I'm Jim Huggins on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. You could continuously cough for hours on end, or you could take Delsum Cough. Delsum Cough gives you 12 cough relief hours. Visit DelsumDelsym.com. Use as directed. Looking for wagering advice or a smarter strategy to pick the NBA or college hoops this weekend? Then tune in to The Fine Line with Joe Wiz. Saturday mornings at 9 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Just thinking about this, James Flowers, our producer this morning for the Sports Huddle on ESPN Richmond, as I was detailing the two Texas teams 
that have made it to the Final Four, Houston and Baylor. Now, I know you're more a college football guy than a college basketball guy, right? Uh, yes, that is accurate. But you're a TCU guy, right? Absolutely, through and through. So, yep, so if you're a diehard TCU guy, are you happy that a couple of Texas teams have made it to the Final Four, or would you rather not see rival schools in the Lone Star State succeeding like that? Oh, very simple. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be ba- I'd rather Baylor be out first round. Um, yeah, no, I, I they they need to go. I, I tell you, I was rooting pretty hard. Uh, I had to go to bed kind of early last night, but I was rooting pretty hard in that first half for for Arkansas to turn it on, and they did. Um, but yeah, no, the sooner they're out, the better. Really, I, I, I apologize to all the Baylor fans out there listening, which I can't imagine there are many, but. Um, it, yeah, it's it's tough seeing them go this far, I, I, uh, uh, to be quite honest with you, Bob. Okay. And what about Houston? Does that factor into this, or is it more the TCU-Baylor rivalry? Yeah, Houston is so far down there that, like, not even on my radar. Uh, uh-huh. It's because Waco's in our backyard. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what – I could go on a long tirade here, Bob, so I don't want to take up Please all your do. time. But Rage on, James <laughs> Flowers. You're such a nice guy that I think this would be great radio if you did rage on. Keep going. <laughs> I don't see the fascination with Waco. I mean, I realize that there's there's that show, whatever it is, on HGTV, and, and people love it so much. I don't get it, Bob. Fort Worth is is the great city of of the East Texas. Dallas is just one of those big major cities. But it is Fort Worth is is what encompasses Texas. Waco is nothing. I mean, it's just a blip on the radar when you're going south to Houston. It, 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 it's really unbelievable. I I'll, I'll hop off my soapbox. No, and, and, and here's what here's what I'm really smiling about this. Several years ago, Richmond played in the NIT mm-hmm. against TCU, mm-hmm. and TCU whipped Richmond, quite frankly. But I had never been there before, James. Had never been to Fort Worth at all, and I absolutely fell in love with the city and with TCU and the facilities they have there, the football stadium, basketball uh, the way they had done all of their graphic look in the athletic facilities and the tour we were able to take. I'm with you. I, I mean, I don't know anything about Waco. I'm not going to disparage Waco like you did <laughs> because I've never been to Waco. You have no, you have no reason to. There's nothing <laughs> to see. Right. I don't. <laughs> but I can tell you that for like we were in Fort Worth for two and a half days probably, you know, to play that NIT game. And I, I, I mean, I came home kid with my friends. I'm like, there's my retirement spot. When <laughs> I retire, I'm moving to Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, you know what? And they would be lucky to have you, Bob. <laughs> I don't really know about that, uh, but I really, I really did. I was so like, I was like, who knew? Like, I'm an East Coast guy. I'd never. And here's the other thing I learned real quick. So when you go, when you fly down to that neck of the woods, right? It's the Dallas Fort Worth airport, mm-hmm. right? But, but people in Fort Worth. And I think you're heading in the same direction here. They don't really like to be associated with Dallas, do they? They're their no. own city, own entity. Like we went out to one of those outdoor bars, outdoor cafes. Hey, back in the good old days when you could do that <laughs> without any problem. And we did. And we started talking about it. And like the waitress was like, no, 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 no. We're Fort Worth. We are not Dallas Fort Worth. Yes, that's exactly what it was. I had a friend go down there before I went to school there. And, and they said like, they asked the person, "Oh, have you have you been to have you been to Texas before?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, I mean, I've I've been to Dallas." And and the hotel uh, staff said, whoa, "Whoa, hold on, we we are not Dallas. Yeah. We are Fort Worth. They are forty five minutes away, and it couldn't be further further away than that." Um, the stockyards are awesome. I mean, there's just so there's so much to do, and there's a lot of history if you're into that. And it's just a it's a it's a cool town. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it just blows Waco out of the water. It's, it's not even close. I think there's somebody in this building, uh, that, that is a Baylor grad. So I, I hope they're listening. I, I don't know if they are, but I do too. Let them, let them call in and battle with you. I got no, I got no problem with that. I guess if you hear me off the air, just, yeah. just, you know, wiped out, then, you know, they were listening. They came in here to get me. Yep. Well, that's really interesting. Plus, the, the I don't know the geography all that well, so now that I do kind of understand the Waco-Fort Worth rivalry, I can understand why you would have been rooting for Arkansas last night. No no doubt about that. Yes. But as you said, Houston, it's like they're on the other side of the world. Texas is so, so big, right? It is, and, and yeah, and Houston, it's so crazy to have two of the five biggest cities uh, in in one state just 
really three, four hours uh, from each other because Houston is just, a, it's a metropolis. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it, it's so big and spreads so far. Yep. Uh, you can say you live in Houston, but really you're like 20 minutes, 30 minutes from, from downtown Houston. Yeah. So. so so you're a big Houston fan then in the in the national semifinal Saturday, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I have to be now for sure. Yeah, but <laughs> we're, we're guaranteed one Texas team in the final. It'll either be Baylor, which obviously is a one seed, or Houston, which is a two seed, and then they'll either get Gonzaga or Michigan. You would think if Gonzaga and Michigan uh, win. So would you rather not even be Houston, like at this point, and I know you're more on the college football side, but mm-hmm. you would almost rather Gonzaga just run through this thing and win it, or or Michigan, or you know get get the upset, get the darling, a UCLA or a USC. Yeah, for the sake of my brackets, which are clearly busted in my like pools, <laughs> I want to see Gonzaga win because I think I picked them in just about all of them. Uh, but really, at this point, it it doesn't really matter too much as long as Baylor doesn't win. Hey, I'm fine. I can sleep at night. I love that. I love that you've raged on against Baylor because you got a rivalry with them at TCU. And I got nothing against Baylor, but I would jump on your bandwagon because, like I said, I was so impressed with Fort Worth and with TCU when we made that one trip down there that, uh, yeah, I'm going to go retire. No, I don't think that's really <laughs> that's, that's a little far from home at this point. you know. That, that, to go, but I, I would love to go back there and spend more time there and, and kind of check out everything you were talking about. And, and I would jump on the TCU bandwagon over Baylor, I guess, for no real reason because I don't know much about Baylor either, but I definitely like TCU. Well, purple and white certainly go a lot better together than, than green and gold, I can tell you that. Yeah, I'm not a big purple fan, though, I got to admit. Although the way the TCU used it, I was actually okay with it. So, again, all of that, I had a great impression down there, other than the result of the game when uh, when TCU knocked off Richmond in the NIT. All right, uh, let's circle it back home. We'll talk some Virginia, Virginia Tech. Uh, hey, Charlottesville's a great town, and Blacksburg's a great town. I'm not going to get into that one, I can tell you that. I'm sure Hokie fans have something to say about it. I'm sure Cavalier fans have something to say about that as well. Our guy who covers them both is Norm Wood from the Newport News Daily Press, and he's going to join us next on our Herman Allen Hotline. We'll talk some ACC sports, basketball, and football as well with Norm Wood, Newport News Daily Press. He is straight ahead on the Sports Hub. If you hit it, pass it, dunk it, shoot it, check it, throw it, putt it, or block it, then we're going to talk about it. I like that! I just thought I'd clear that up. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Catch every NCAA basketball tournament game on all 70 high-def TVs at Uptown Alley, 6101 Brad McNear Parkway, or online at UptownAlleyRichmond.com. Lexus of Richmond believes the finest vehicles in the world should be sold and serviced from the most amazing facility. Tens of thousands of happy Lexus owners would agree. The reimagined Lexus of Richmond has a cafe, new showroom, spacious customer lounge, enclosed service lane, and a technology team. Experience amazing during the Invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. Serving Richmond and beyond for over 20 years, Bon Air Shell features a full line of automotive services. Check out bonairshell.com, loaded with coupons, specials, and more to see all that they can do for your car and your peace of mind. And now with their Fuel Rewards program, you can save at least five cents per gallon on every fill-up. Learn more at fuelrewards.com. Go see the team at Bon Air Shell, 8762 West Huguenot Road. Go to bonairshell.com or call them at 272-3232. That's 272-3232. Looking for a friendly neighborhood barbecue restaurant? How about Pig and Brew Barbecue? Authentic North Carolina barbecue right here in the RVA. Serving signature dishes such as smoked brisket, minced pork barbecue, St. Louis ribs, fresh seafood, and plenty of scrumptious southern sides. Make Pig and Brew your new favorite spot. Located south of the James at 1313 Hull Street. Open Wednesday and Thursday from 1 to 8 and Friday and Saturday 1 to 10 p.m. Give us a call at 447-2625 or check out the full menu at pigandbrew.com. Local afternoon sports talk is back on ESPN Richmond. Border to Border with Matt Joseph's weekday afternoons at 3. He'll have the headlines of the day, guests to talk about them, your phone calls, and more. Border to Border, presented by Colonial Downs Racetrack. RVA's best barbecue is at Pig and Brew. Stop by for authentic North Carolina-style barbecue and signature to-go cocktails. Open Wednesday and Thursday from 1 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 1 to 10 p.m., 1313 Hall Street. Online at pigandbrew.com. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's James Flowers. 
Good morning. It is 8:29. It was officially announced yesterday that VCU will participate in the 10th annual Battle for Atlantis tournament in November later this year. This will be the third trip to Atlantis for the Rams. They own a 3 and 3 record in the event. 6 of the 8 teams in the 2021 field made the NCAA tournament. Along with VCU, the other attendees include Auburn, Loyola Chicago, Arizona State, UConn, Baylor, Michigan State, and Syracuse. VMI head coach Scott Wackenheim confirmed yesterday that quarterback Reese Udinski will miss the remainder of the season after suffering a season-ending knee injury two Saturdays ago at Stanford. Udinski, who is set to enroll at Maryland as a grad transfer after the spring football season, will leave Lexington as the SoCon's sixth leading passer in conference history and holds the VMI record for completions, attempts, and touchdown passes. At 5-0 Kedats, who are ranked number 10 in the latest Stats FCS Bowl, hosts East Tennessee State in their final regular season game on Saturday. The first team booking their ticket to the Final Four was the Houston Cougars, ending the dream run of the 12-seed Oregon State Beavers 67-61. U of H held a 34-17 halftime lead, but Oregon State battled back to tie the game at 55 with just under four minutes to play. The Beavs stumbled down the stretch, however, being outscored 12-6 in the final minutes. This marks the first Final Four for the Cougs since 1984. And the Baylor Bears are headed to the Final Four after their 81-72 Elite Eight win over Arkansas. Baylor jumped out to an 18-point lead early in the first half, but the Razorbacks crawled back into it, making it a four-point game in the second half. Davion Mitchell scored 10 of his 12 points in the second half, crucial to the Bears' victory. It's the first time since 1950 that the Bears are dancing in the Final Four. The Penguins doubled up the Islanders 2-1. Jared McCann with a goal and John Marino followed with two assists. Goalie Tristan Jari left the game after the first period and did not return and was not seen on the bench. With the win, the Penguins are tied for second in the East with 48 points, both teams trailing the Washington Capitals, who are in action tonight against the Rangers at 7 o'clock. And Joey Logano took the checkered flag in the inaugural Bristol Cup dirt race yesterday afternoon. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. finished second. Chesterfield's Denny Hamlin wrapped up the third spot, notching his sixth top ten in seven races this season. And Ryan Newman rounded out the top five, scoring his first top five finish since October 2019. The UConn's women basketball team is headed to the 13th consecutive Final Four after taking down Baylor 69-67 last evening. Let's get a check of your ESPN Richmond weather forecast. Good morning. It'll be sunny and pleasant today with highs in the lower 70s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. This weather report is brought, uh, sponsored by Live Casino and Hotel Richmond. Live Casino Hotel Richmond invites you to their community info sessions March 31st and April 1st. Details at richmondlive.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Pending approval from the city of Richmond. You're up to date uh, in Richmond Sports Center. I'm James Flowers on 995-1827 ESPN. Experience amazing today at the reimagined Lexus of Richmond. This update is brought to you by the Richmond Kickers. The 2021 season starts April 24th at City Stadium. Details at richmondkickers.com. Hey, this is Lamar Johnson, co-owner of Pig & Brew. We have fish, fried shrimp, a variety of sides, mac and cheese, collard greens, string beans, potato salad. We do pickup, call-in. You can follow us on Instagram at Pig & Brew, or you can go on our website at pigandbrew.com. Make Pig & Brew your new favorite spot, located south of the James at 1313 Hall Street. Open Wednesday and Thursday from 1 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 1 to 10 p.m. Check out the full menu at pigandbrew.com. If you drive a car, truck, SUV, or vehicle of any kind, you need GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. That's right. With the free GetUpside gas app, you can get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time you buy gas. Nearly 3 million people have earned cash back with GetUpside just for buying gas. I always use GetUpside. Some months, I make 200 to $300. I love getting money back for things I use every day. It's just free money for buying gas. There's no catch. It's simple. And you get your cash back right away. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents per gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code EASY for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents per gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Earn cash back on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code EASY for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code EASY. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. 
and we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Mike Greenberg is now back and part of your morning. Greeny, weekdays at 10, following the Sports Huddle on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Tuesday morning, the 30th of March, right at 8.35. Bob Black back with you, Sports Huddle, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM, ESPN. Norm Wood, Newport News Daily Press, joins us at this time each and every Tuesday. Really appreciate him spending the time with us each week from the Newport News Daily Press on our Herman Allen Hotline. Norm, good morning. How you doing today? I'm great, Bob. How are you? Doing fine, thanks. So are you transitioning here from... College basketball and March Madness as I scroll down the dailypress.com slash sports front page. I see a lot of college football stories up there and not much in the college basketball world anymore, Norm. Yeah, they're, they they keep pulling me back in, though, with uh, the, the transfer portal, mm-hmm. which is um, which is going to keep us busy, I think, with some, some hoops here um, as it pertains to Virginia and Virginia Tech in particular for the next you know, a few weeks at least, because um, that—that's pretty much the activity as it um, pertains to Tech and, and UVA at this point. And um, otherwise, it is full speed ahead with both programs with uh, spring football. Get into that in just a moment. But since you mentioned the transfer portal, and I've gotten in the habit of bringing it up almost every day now, as much disdain as I have in it, because I think it's way out of control, and I can almost hear that in your voice. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I can kind of hear it in your voice along the same lines from the Hokie and UVA perspective. What has stood out to you there? Both programs have lost guys. Uh, Joe Bamasiel, uh, our local guy from here in Richmond, I saw, has committed to George Washington, which is kind of an interesting move to go from Virginia to GW. This is a kid that made no mistake about it, uh, Norm. He wanted to go somewhere where he was going to get an immediate opportunity to play, and I think he's met that goal, if nothing else. Yeah, and you know what, Bob? I, I I don't know if anybody cares. I I think I think kids these days probably look at you and me and and give the proverbial okay boomer when it comes to you know <laughs> yeah. our thoughts on the on the transfer portal. Yeah, that's just the way it is. I mean, it's not going to get any better. It's free agency right now. It's either accept it or move out of the way. You know, that's kind of the way it is it's because the NCAA has essentially given its blessing to it and making it easier for kids to do it these days. That's fine. I mean, that's the way it is. Don't have to like it, but um, that's that's the way college basketball coaches have to recruit these days, especially um, with with Joe Bamisil. I mean, yeah, this is a this is a good opportunity if he wants, like you said, if he wants to play, you know, right away. You got to think that that's got to be pretty appealing for them uh, up there to, to to get a guy who's um, going to be the uh, you know a guy that can come in right away and. And provide some offense and um, some ability to score in transition. And um, I know they've got a pretty young backcourt. I think as it was up there. With mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure if they have any, if any of their guys have entered the transfer portal. But um, yeah, I know they had a couple guys in their backcourt this season. And James Bishop and I believe it was Jameer Nelson, which I got to think is uh, former St. Joe's. Um, right. That that's his uh that's his son. But good. he did he is one that did transfer, Norm actually. Um he Nelson did. Okay. Yeah, Nelson wound up at Delaware. He did, okay. Yeah. So so there so there's even more opportunity now um for for um for Joe to go up there and, and, and yep. make an impact. So that's that's the thing, man. I, I have to say all I have to kind of um couch all of these statements because if you don't pay attention to the comings and goings of of other schools, uh, you know, players, you, you get caught here. Um, and, and I honestly did not know that that was what the good, that was the case with Jameer Nelson there. So good, good for Joe. He is going to a spot where he's going to have a chance to play right away. Now, Virginia, you know, suddenly you know, they've got four scholarships that they have to fill, um, you know, with, with, with Sam Hauser gone mm-hmm. and Jay Huff 
and now Casey Morsell and, and Jabri Abdul-Rahim, um, they're going to be particularly active in, in, in this you know, next coming you know, three or four weeks or so and probably moving forward in, in the transfer portal, just trying to fill some of those uh, slots. So um, they need to score, to say the least, and I know they'd like to have a big man too. So there's going to be a couple of priorities for them moving forward here in the transfer portal. So it giveth and it taketh away, that's for yeah, sure. For sure. And I guess none of them, I was going to ask if one of them surprised you at this point, but to your point, uh, none of this should surprise us at this point from a student-athlete perspective, but the Casey Morsell move, did you kind of see that one coming, or was that a little bit more out of the blue? I, I'm not, I wasn't terribly surprised by that, only because I, I know he, he would love to, love, love to be in a situation at this stage in his career where he gets a little more consistent minutes. He was in a situation where middle of the season, it looked like he was starting to, to develop a little bit more and, and uh, get off the bench a little bit and play more consistent minutes, and then in the last, I don't know, 10 or 11 games or so, they dipped back down again to less than 12 per game and um, just was never able to really establish himself as a um, consistent player off the bench on the offensive end. Great defensive player, uh, really latched on to, to Tony Bennett's defensive concept there, it seems. Um, but, you know, I think with the minutes, he could have become a better shooter uh, on a more consistent basis but just wasn't able to develop it. I mean, he's got a ton of experience now uh, just playing in games and getting on the floor. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think he played 52 or 53 games there um, in Charlottesville, started some. Um, so he, I think he'll be a valuable piece for somebody, uh, you know, depending on where he ends up, and, and uh, that, that'll be a nice, nice addition for somebody. Absolutely. Hey, one more college basketball question, and then maybe we will touch on some spring football practice uh, for the Hokies and the Hoos. But as we talk about all the player movement, I don't know why this came into my focus and way of thinking this morning, but on the coaching front, is Jason Williford ever going to get a chance here, Norm? I mean, here's a guy who is so well-liked, so well-respected, not only at UVA, but throughout the entire ACC and I just wonder when we're going to start hearing his name for an opportunity to be a head coach. Yeah, and and I think there's a couple things going on there. I think he's, I think he's had some opportunities, and the and the, and the timing just wasn't right for him. Um, and and the second part of that is he really likes being in Charlottesville. I mean, it's a play, you know, it's his alma mater. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't think I don't know if anybody wants to be an assistant coach and in one place for. I guess a dozen years, um, but he's working for a guy that he really respects. Uh, he and Tony are really tight, um, and and I know he obviously enjoys the the you know the the life he's built there in Charlottesville. It's it's a tough it's a tough gig when you're in a in a position where you want to get out and leave a spot that you don't love. But you know he's from Richmond. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple sons. Um, you know, his wife loves it there in Charlottesville, you know, again, all the modern type situation. So it's, it's a little different, I think for him, but you're right. I mean, it does seem like, you know, a guy with his kind of coaching acumen and his experience and his personality, um, and, and what he's done to help develop that program in Charlottesville. Um, you know, I, I know he's had some chances to, to, to leave, but you would think that some of the, you know, bigger programs, and I know he's, uh, angling toward would take a look at him mm-hmm. um, because he, I think he is a he's a guy that can really help uh, a program take that next step. No doubt about it. At least in my perspective as well. Norm Wood, I agree Newport. with you. Yep, yep. Uh, Norm Wood, Newport News Daily Press, joining us uh, on the Herman Allen Hotline on the Sports Auto. So let's transition uh, to some college football for those two teams. And similarly, they both are coming off of obviously challenging years through the whole COVID thing, but mediocre years, five and five, five and six. I know UVA starts spring practice today, so let's uh, start with the Cavaliers and what's at the top of Bronco Mendenhall's to-do list this spring. Well, I think he's got a few things, but yeah, I mean, the, the just trying to get um, trying to get Brennan Armstrong into a position to you know move forward after what was a I think a, a successful overall when you look at it in the big picture for him uh, first year as a starter. Now the record may not show that at five and five, but they did end the season with four wins their last five games, and everybody's going to remember the loss to 
to Virginia Tech to end the season. But you know, it was a team that was a one and four at one point, and and then uh, Brennan missed a game and a half with uh, concussion and knee injury and all that, and a lot of that came from the, just the, his style of play, which was sort of a take no prisoners runner, um, and they, you're not afraid to put his shoulder down and gain some yards, and and really effective doing that. Led the team in rushing with 552 yards, but I know the coaching staff would love to, you know, prefer to see him kind of stay out of harm's way and, um, you know, see him develop more as more of a pocket guy with the ability to run if necessary instead of using that as a primary weapon. But um, he's got, um, from what Bronco Mendenhall said yesterday, he feels like this is the best overall receiving core that they've had in. Um, in Charlottesville during his tenure there, clearly they've had some some great individual stars um, in that in that uh, receiving group, but they've got a lot of experience coming back there. So hopefully it'll make it a little more comfortable for Brennan to, to develop as a passer because they completed 59 percent of his passes last season and 18 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. That's got to get better um, if he's going to be an effective passer in the ACC. That's that's probably the the biggest issue just to see how Brennan progresses with, with, with some experience now at the receiver spots. And I know they got to replace Charles Snowden on the defensive side. So um, they got a lot of leadership on that side. A lot of guys that have started 22 or more games and Joey Blunt and Devontae Cross and Mandy Alonzo, you know, guys that have decided to come back and exercise that NCAA uh, waiver to, to give them an extra year. So, all those guys are back. That's really going to help them replace just the leadership they lose with a guy like Charles Snowden and um, kind of kind of help that defense has really struggled against the pass last year. Uh, that's a big point for them on the defensive side is trying to cut down on, on the big plays that they gave up. They gave up more big plays than any Power 5 team in the country uh, against the pass. So that's a couple, couple looks at what they've got to figure out on both sides of the ball. All right. Well, how about on the Virginia Tech front? And maybe the opposite holds true here because Hokie faithful will affectionately remember the way the season ended because of the win over Virginia. I don't know how much that's going to mask the fact that they had really unraveled and stumbled and had lost four in a row before that uh, Virginia victory. Where does Justin Fuente go to pick up the pieces of a sub-500 season at 5-6? and six? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's it sort of the flip. For them, uh, you know, they 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 were able to sort of um, put some of the bad taste out of their mouth from from what was a, a really poor uh, back half of the season by by beating UVA there. But um, you know, they they've got a the same type situation clearly with the quarterback, but for different reasons. I mean, obviously with Braxton Burmeister, now he's in a in a position where he doesn't have to look over his shoulder anymore. Um, with with uh, Hendon Hooker and Quincy Patterson both moving on, but um, you know that that's a that's a tough spot clearly because now you know it's Braxton's show. He's going to have to step up and show some leadership. Uh, not not the world's most vocal guy, but um, you know he's he'll he's now started at a couple a uh, couple different schools. Started at Oregon early in his career. Obviously got some starts last year and finished the season really well against Clemson in that loss. And then against UVA, he played well in both games. Um, so his, his maturation will, will um, depend clearly, I think on, on what they can uh, get support wise from the, from the backfield where they lose Khalil Herbert, but they've got a ton of bodies back there. They've got eight running backs in camp on spring ball and, and then may have as many as 13 by the, uh, you know, unless somebody moves, um, you know, by the, by the time preseason practices and camp starts in August. So, They've got to do something there. They've got to provide some support for for Braxton Burmeister um, there, and then um, obviously on the defensive side, they've they've got um, they've got some holes to fill in the secondary um, with with Devon Diablo gone and and Caleb Farley obviously is gone, but they've got some they do have some experience back at the other spots there. But Jermaine Waller coming back, and Dorian Strong played well as a freshman last year, so. Um, how they sort of shake out the pieces in the secondary will be interesting to them. So some some similarities, I think, between what Virginia and Virginia Tech are looking at this spring. 
Uh, great start to our conversations on Virginia and Virginia Tech football, and more of that is coming as well. Enjoyed it, Norm, but I won't let you go without asking you about uh, how excited you are for two days from now, Thursday, opening day for Major League Baseball. I can't wait, man. I mean, this is, <laughs> that's, that's one of the biggest days of the year for me, and um, you know, I, I will I will be glued to to a lot of a lot of baseball that day. That's for sure. And I know I've got a lot of things going on, but I always try to keep keep either radio or TV in the background just so I can get that uh, get my fix, man. It's been 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 a few months here, and I'm just excited to get something resembling a full schedule again. Sixty. I was appreciative of the sixty game sprint last year. But I need something that let last, you know, throughout you know the seven, eight, nine, uh, seven, eight month stretch. This is this is going to carry me through the spring and the summer and and early fall, and I'm excited about it. Have something to keep you company while you're out there, what fishing or at the beach and all of that to have baseball alongside, right? Exactly, man. Yep, I can't wait. Sounds pretty good to me too. Uh, very good, Norm. Thanks. We'll catch up with you next Tuesday morning. And again, enjoy the start of the Major League Baseball season. It's a holiday for all of us baseball fans. You got that right. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me. Have a great week. You got it. Norm Wood, Newport News, Daily Press. Check him out on Twitter, at Norm Wood. I was just scrolling through some of his tweets, uh, pretty much dominated by Virginia and Virginia Tech football, but he did sneak one in there just a day or so ago. Four days until opening day, says Norm Wood on Twitter with an exclamation point, and now we've got that countdown down to two days when it gets going on Thursday, and we'll have a doubleheader for you here on ESPN Richmond. Speaking of that on Thursday, because we'll have the Braves-Phillies game at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then after that, at the night game is the national game from ESPN Radio. It's the Nationals and the New York Mets. So great doubleheader here on ESPN Richmond to start our baseball coverage on Thursday. Norm Wood, like all of our guests, appearing on the Herman Allen Hotline. Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, providing HVAC services to the Richmond community for more than 50 years. They're available 24-7. Give them a call at 804-746-5853 or online at hermanallenplumbing.com. We'll get you to the top of the hour after a break, the 8 o'clock hour, almost in the books, 9 o'clock still to come on the Tuesday Sports Huddle. 99.51027 ESPN. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. 95 northbound. Look for a wreck in the center lane as we approach Chamberlain Avenue downtown. This has us solidly backed up through Broad Street. Old 100 Road north of Water Mill Parkway. An accident. A crash on Broad Street near Arthur Ashe Boulevard. I'm Jim Huggins on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Live Casino and Hotel Richmond invites you to their community info sessions March 31st and April 1st. Details at richmondlive.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Pending approval from the City of Richmond. The weather's nice and you're thinking, I've had it up to here with being cooped up in the house. Then get yourself out and take us along. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. Lux Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of the Sports Huddle with Bob Black. Mornings on ESPN Richmond, 516 South Washington Highway in Ashland. Online at LuxChevrolet.com. This update is brought to you by Pig & Brew Barbecue. Authentic North Carolina-style barbecue located south of the James, 1313 Hull Street, or online at PigAndBrew.com. There's nothing worse than overhype, so we won't go overboard telling you how Taco Bell's Quesalupa is back with its cheese-stuffed shell. We'll skip the Quesalupa air shows and make a statue in honor of how there's cheese in every bite. <sighs> Marvelous. And we won't send one to the moon. Instead, we'll pass on all the fanfare and just tell you, Taco Bell's Quesalupa has returned, and we think you'll like it. At participating locations for a limited time. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now, so let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. (laughs) I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There, don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to Progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. I'm gonna move on up. I think you could really sing the hell out of the blues. Gospel. That's the cure for the blues. Yes, I'm I got a call on behalf of a young reverend. He wants me to sing at one of his rallies. Angel South. If I'm in a crowd. Dear Lord, your gift 
wasn't my voice. It was my purpose. Tell him about the dream. Robin Roberts presents Mahalia. Premiere Saturday at 8 on Lifetime. Where can you find a mattress store that truly puts your needs first? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Our team is here with a no-pressure approach to help you find the right mattress to meet your unique needs. Whether it's back support, comfort, or long-term durability you're seeking, nobody knows more about what makes a great mattress great. We want to make sure you're prepared to make the best choice for you, whether you buy from us or not. Stop by your local OMF store to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Hey, Richmond, I want you to know about a new project from our parent company, Urban One. They proposed One, a world-class casino and resort that would be located right off I-95 in South Richmond. One will feature profit sharing for employees, over 50 minority investors, and a commitment to donating $30 million to our community. On site, you'll find 12 local restaurants, a 3,000-person live music venue, world-class gaming, and over 50 acres of green space. And if selected, One will be America's only black-owned casino. But to make this happen, we need your voice. Please go to onecasinoresort.com. That's O-N-E casinoresort.com to let the city know you want one. Again, that's onecasinoresort.com. While you're there, check out our videos and click to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at One Casino Resort. Add your voice to bring the best in dining, music, and gaming to RVA. Tell Richmond you want one. 68 teams started the tournament. Only the best have survived. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than putting your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odds boosts on pro basketball, hockey, golf, and so much more. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code WXGI when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code WXGI to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Virginia only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call the Virginia Problem Gambling Helpline at 888 888- 532-3500. Lessons of Richmond presents the NCAA Basketball Tournament. Heard exclusively on ESPN Richmond. Local sports talk is back in the afternoons. Colonial Downs Racetrack presents Border to Border with Matt Josephs. Weekdays at 3 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. So I'm going to stoke your fire a little more here, James Flowers, on the Baylor front, because I obviously keep ESPN and Sports Center on my TV as we move along in the morning and get the updates and all of that. And at the bottom, on the bottom line right now, they're talking about the women's game from last night, uh, where Connecticut knocked off Baylor and UConn. What'd you say it was? Thirteen straight Final Fours. Yep, that- 13, 13 yeah. in a row. So I know no love lost for you on the women's side either, right? You're not. You're not a big Baylor women's basketball fan either, I assume. No, absolutely not. I think anytime we can see Baylor lose in, in any sport, sport. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. I, I tell you this, Bob. They Baylor played at TCU this weekend in, in baseball. Baylor had the best offense. They were touted as as being an offensive powerhouse and 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 could hit the ball obviously very far out of the ballpark and hit it all around the yard. Well, they were outscored twenty four to four this weekend by the Frogs. So who's got the best offense now, Bob? I think it's, I think it's TCU. I think yeah. it's the purple and white. Are they good at baseball, TCU? TCU, yes, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I yeah. think uh, I think they've got a great chance to to win the Big Twelve. They had to, they had a really good chance to win the Big Twelve last year and make a run in the College World Series, and they returned just about everybody this year. So yeah. uh, they are very good at baseball. Yeah. Uh huh. So it doesn't uh, have any heartburn for you that Baylor not only lost to Connecticut last night in the women's tournament, but they lost in a gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, close game, and their head coach, Kim Mulkey, who's been there forever, is complaining after the game about a non-call at the end of the game that she didn't get against Gino Oriama, of all people. You're not going to get that call at the end of the game. Yeah, the the gut-wrenching, the better. 
for, for Bears fans, to be quite honest with you. And then how about her comments? And I'm, I'm going to break one of my cardinal rules here because I haven't really read enough about it and hope they weren't taken out of context. But I did see her soundbite where she said the teams in the Final Four, both men's and women's, Shouldn't be tested for COVID. We got to play these games. Let's not test anybody. I did see that headline, and I, I was I was kind of surprised. Woo. That's a tough one. I'd have to go back and watch the full context of her comments before really commenting on that. But I'm not so sure that was the smartest thing in the world she could have said in that moment. I mean, I think we all understand we want these games to be played. But we certainly want everybody to be safe and healthy when we play these games. And as heartbreaking and gut-wrenching as that could be, if there are issues, I think you got to kind of err on the side of medicine and science, as frustrating as it may be. And she may have just been frustrated. She's been very outspoken over the years, wildly successful. Sorry about that, James, at Baylor with their women's program. Uh, and was probably a little bit upset at the non-foul call and losing at the buzzer. And she just kind of made that statement. I, I wonder yeah, if she speaks more about that, that no testing at the Final Four. Yeah, that's not really 